0: This is Talking Points, a podcast of the Superintendent Radio Network, and this is a podcast about turf removal. I'm your host, Kyle Brown. This is another of our special series covering some of the big issues in turf. We're going to hit the highlights in just a few minutes so you can know what you're talking about the next time they come up on the course. Turf removal projects have been a big help out west for some courses, and Dave Fleming of the Golf Properties Designs is involved in several of the biggest ones out there. Welcome to the show, Dave. So when one of your members or someone on the course brings up turf removal, what are some of the most important points that the superintendent needs to be able to talk about?
1: The golf course industry right now is is kind of suffering from the down economy and so forth, and the turf removal is going to impact the expense side of that formula. So what what is the gain for your country club? In many cases, I've removed from 20 to 40 acres of turf out of the golf course, and that takes, oh, it, it takes that same amount of, of turf out of maintenance, which is a very, very good point to make. That It's a win-win for the golf courses in California because they actually uh, – get paid to take out the turf, and then on the other side, as in one of the country clubs that I worked with, the Rancho Santa Fe Country Club, we have forecasted savings of $80,000 a year of purchased water. That's water that they no longer are going to have to purchase the water turf with. Mind you, that's not just a matter of cutting off the 18.6 acres that we got from Metropolitan Water District approved. Uh, when we plant the natives, the native plants use about 20% the amount of water the turf does and they get the construction taken care of and on the backside, they're receiving $80,000 a year. I call it my golf tournament that I give to the club every year from here forward. The benefit of doing this are, are many. Once the turf is removed. The turf maintenance is also removed on that area, which is much more intensive than uh, landscape maintenance, especially with native plants. When you plant the the native plants, it takes about three to five years to get them established, rooted well, independent of applied water. You're actually bringing two crews together. You're going to have a a grounds management crew. Uh, Look at Augusta National. They have a turf superintendent, and they've got a a rough and natural plant uh, superintendent. There's two crews. Uh, the intensity of managing greens and teas and and pristine fairways is much more labor intensive than managing landscape plants, native plants. We're we're not talking about flowers and petunias. We're talking about hardcore plants like manzanitas and cionotus and and plants that uh, do well on their own. So. We look to those plants to enhance the landscape at the golf course. We're enhancing the golf course. I think that's the the big takeaway. We're not cutting maintenance. We're just redirecting it, and it's less maintenance intense, managing the the landscape areas. When we take turf out, for instance, at the Rancho Santa Fe project, we're returning 16 million gallons of water to human consumption. Now, the trick, and, and for, for superintendents that are thinking about this, you have to analyze the turf that you're taking out. For instance, I take out turf that's around and behind the tees, because nobody typically plays those areas. Doesn't matter. It could be a very dense landscape that is beautiful and, and so forth. And, and then when you get to the hitting areas out in the fairways, we thin out the, the landscaping to big spacing between plants. Uh, It's similar to what you'd see in the desert golf, where you have a a little tabletop tee, and then you have natural plants surrounding you, and then you get to the fairway, and the fairways open up. We want the fairways to be wide enough to take the average golfer. The last thing that you want to do is make golf more difficult and chase golfers away from the game. You want to make it easy. So by making the landscape in the hitting areas, Sparse and keeping a durable surface underneath it, or you can advance the ball, we achieve that. I don't care how you cut it. Brown isn't beautiful. Green's beautiful. And if you reduce the acreage that you're maintaining, you can still work on green grass. I mean that's that's the charm of the golf course. We are able to keep that green carpet out there. We do a lot of things to make sure our water systems are highly efficient and uniform spacing and pumps are performing at their capacity, high efficiency capacity. So it's more than just taking turf out. It's managing the irrigation system, managing the areas that's in play and in vision.
0: Exactly, exactly. Some of the big reasons to look at turf removal are because it is uh, the responsible thing to do in the face of water shortages. Also, it's being proactive and cutting down on your maintenance budget because you're actually taking out turf that you don't need to worry about at that point. And additionally, you'll have some native plants to show off as well.
1: People just love it. I mean, it's like going to the botanical garden and playing golf right through it. <laughs>
0: so I, uh, I really appreciate your help with this today, Dave. Uh, thank you so much.
1: Well, you know, I was the superintendent, and I know what they're up against. And anything I can do to help them, I'm, I'm sure glad to do so.
0: You've been listening to the Superintendent Radio Network, the podcast of Golf Course Industry Magazine, a production of GIE Media, Inc. I've been your host and producer, Kyle Brown. You can find all of our podcasts on iTunes or the SRN page on golfcourseindustry.com. Talk to us at at srn.gie.net or at GCI Magazine on Twitter. Thanks for listening.